welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast and the place of celebrating juicy, soulful, whole, living, loving, being, adventuring on this journey of life. I have a few shares today that were some things that I'd heard on a podcast interview and, and one that a story I heard in person and a personal and aha link to it all or link to an aspect. So firstly, Oprah was interviewing the author of a book for her book club. And he's a medical doctor, doctor of infectious diseases. And then from having interactions with his patients and having some really profound interactions, really inspired him to want to like honor them and give voice to them in, in literary form and capture them in story. So He's written several books, and then the one that they were talking about was The Covenant of Water, but not so much about the book. The things that came up in the interview, he spoke about life, like as he gets older, life being utterly mysterious, and actually being okay with that. And I just love that. I just love that, like, that life ultimately is. It is so mysterious. Any one of us individually, just like... When Mickey says, Mickey Singer, like, if you look at what you see, in any moment, what you see, there is so much going on and seen and witnessed and experienced by everybody else that's currently alive on the planet today, that if you take those numbers, and then that's even just humans, like, if you looked at everything that was seen and experienced by every living creature that has ability to see, I mean, just like, it's astounding how much we don't know and don't see, so it is utterly mysterious. And being okay with embracing the mystery. I just, I loved that. It was like, oh, oh. And then Oprah was chatting also. Someone actually had a question because there were submission questions for the author. And someone actually had a question for her about the book club or like the origins or something. And then Oprah shared how when she was young, she often didn't have a lot of time with, with like, I don't know, maybe a lot of young other cousins in her family. She was a lot with her grandmother. But when she was with them, with other kids like she'd always keep if she ever got any candies she'd keep them because she always thought she always like felt like it was absolutely real for her that candies taste better when they're shared so she would always hold this bag of candies for when she was together with the other kids to share it with them and that's how she feels like when she reads a book she said like she feels she doesn't she wasn't born with the ability to like craft and a literary sort of masterpiece but she really loves reading material of people who do sort of channel that energy in their lifetime and she gets so excited it's like those sweets she just feels like it's so much more fun if you can share it so the book club is like this amplification and yeah it just also spoke to me about how my motivation for starting these monthly movie nights is that it also like I see a movie that moves or touches deep inside my heart and really like gives me things to think on and chew on and take away in terms of living more presently gratefully and I just get so excited that I'm so grateful that I want to share it with someone in the hope that they too can have like an increased ability and capacity for grateful present living through the experience of this film um, so sharing that and, and sharing wanting people to feel that same joy so that was absolutely delicious I love that um, and just, yeah, being more mindful to actually share joy more often. It's so divine. And there was also discussion about ritual. And the author was saying that whenever he writes a book and finishes one, like he sort of writes, lights a candle. 
and has a sort of prayer for the book. Um, and I just really loved that, the whole ritual of like lighting a candle. Maybe at the beginning, it doesn't even have to be a candle lighting. It can even be a way that a cup of coffee is made in the morning. It could be, yeah, and I just thought I want to start including more ritual in my, in my life. Um, where they more moments of connecting to the present and the moment. And then my last share was this whole idea also around it's never what happens but the meaning that we attach to things. And we have the power to see something as like a stumbling block or as the way to growth. And the exact same thing can be seen either way. It's not the thing. It's our choice of how we perceive it, which back to like, the widowed son and how every time when the horses ran away it was devastating but then when they one the horse came back with other wild stallions then it was amazing when it ultimately then that first event could have been perceived either way but like how we have this power of attaching meaning and then that impacts the quality of our lives um so somebody was sharing a story about how when she was a young girl um, they were living in a neighborhood and then one day there was another little, some other kids that were throwing little like stones at her and calling her names of being Jewish and um, was saying like kind of derogatory things around Jews and being Jewish and throwing these little stones but not in a way that hurt, she wasn't getting hurt from it but it was just annoying and she went home to ask her mom about this like saying, you know, I had this thing and it's school and these kids were like throwing little stones and they're saying stuff about me being Jewish and I don't quite understand and her mom was like well there are a lot of people in the world who don't like Jews and she was like about four years old at the time she remembers she remembers being four years old and internally as her mom said that she thought to herself hmm so if there are a lot of the people in the world who don't like Jews so I could either that could be something that I'm ashamed of or it could be something that I'm really proud of. And it was just very interesting. She'd made that decision of like, instead of taking it on as something that would negatively impact her life, she actually took it on as something to be proud of. Um, yeah, and I just thought that was at four years old. So it's more just that principle of how when things happen, anything that happens, it's like we can, you can choose when something happens that someone doesn't deliver on something, there's the opportunity of, there's a choice of going to worst case scenario and thinking the worst of them, or there's the choice of actually coming up with a scenario that gives them the benefit of the doubt and even gives them a legitimate reason for why they didn't. And it always comes, for me, it comes back to, even if, even if it was worst case scenario, you, there'll be time enough to find it out and you can deal with it and let go. But like, 99% of the time it's not and actually choosing best case scenario in the time between when it happens and when one actually finds out there's a better quality of life for the person who takes on that best case scenario belief and everybody around them and in many cases we don't even find out what the actual root truth was so why not just choose empowering best case scenarios all the time because just think it's, it's yummier for everybody. So on this multiple note today, Precious Heart, um, here is to incorporating just beautiful, like ritual 
I want to incorporate ritual to remind me to treat my work as a spiritual practice and the things that may annoy or frustrate me to see them as opportunities for learning some level of mastery over the lesson there, of what is the lesson here, what is the opportunity, the growth opportunity here, and seeing it as a spiritual practice and doing the best I can in whatever half hour, hour increments. So in, in using ritual, using something that ritualizes the start of my day with that. And here is also just sharing, sharing joy on a more regular basis, so divine, embracing. It's the embraces of mystery and meaning, empowering meaning-making machines. Benefit of the doubt, meaning-making machines. Mm. Happy adventuring until we meet again.